PanzerCrush.com <laughs> Welcome to the first edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast of 2019. We are your hosts... Jessica! And I am Chris Eaton. Oh, does it feel good to be back, Jessica? Yes! in the roll of things! It's a brand new year, brand new Kaiju Kingdom Podcast, in the way that we're back on the train, if you will. We had a spotty year last year, mostly because we were all busy doing our own things. But no, this year, this year, we're going to give you a great uh, podcast, hopefully back on our normal two-month schedule... You're going to hear a lot of cool shit that we did not get a chance to. In fact, that's what this whole episode's going to be. We're, we're catching up on uh, the happiness that happened over the, uh, the the winter vacation, if you will. Yeah, like recap of the end of 2018. Oh, very much so. Very much so. so the last, uh, like the week before Christmas, so much crap was dropped on us. Yes. It's just like, oh, okay, we got to play catch up. So... But how have you been doing, Jessica? The people haven't heard from you in a while. I know, know. I know. How are you doing? To be fair, Chris (laughs) said it was, you know, both of us had our busy schedules and everything. But to be fair, or sad, not Mm. fair, uh, two of my dogs are very ill, Mm -hmm. my senior dogs. And I love them very much, so it took a very big emotional toll and energy level now is just exhausted so it's kind of stabilized i'm hoping a little bit which puts our podcast really back on the schedule yes so when you're taking care of two six dogs with eight medications between them mm-hmm. eight times six times a day it's mm-hmm. and taking them to daily vet visits it's really difficult but i really miss doing the podcast and i'm really glad that everything is back on track so far we're good and for the dog lovers out there they're both Still going strong, right? They are still alive. Yes. Uh, Chris saw them. Mm-hmm. They're, one of them sleeping right across from us. I can tell you that right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. You might hear him snore in the background. So, yes, as much as, the, as much as Jessica worried about the dog in the 2014 film, believe me, real life, it's like uh, up that to like a thousand. But for those dog lovers, the dogs are doing just fine. In fact, her third dog, you'll hear him clawing around in the background. It's, uh, he's a big foof. Yeah, he's a husky, so yeah. you might hear his... Claws along the wooden ground. He's walking right past us mm-hmm. as we are speaking. What's going on? What are you doing? You want to talk? Like, nah. Somehow I can upload a photo in some way, but when he sits down, mm-hmm. he's like a 2014 legendary Godzilla. He is oddly <laughs> bottom heavy with a smaller top, and he moves like a tired old man. Mm-hmm. Not oh, to be bothered 10, by right? humans. Twelve. He's twelve. Yes, yeah, so he is an old man. No, right. He's going here. Here, old <laughs> Yeah. There we go. Okay, now he's not going to go away. Can you hear that bell? Yes. I am petting a dog right now as we as we podcast. All right, boy. Come on. Come on. Yep. All right. I know. Awesome pod. <laughs> So, let's get down to business. We have much to talk about. So, first things first. While we were gone, uh, Super Ryan announced uh, something big. They're finally going to break into the American market. Like, legitimately. I like how you add it legitimately. Yes. Toward the end. Yes, they put up a trailer mm-hmm. for their April 1st release of their Ultraman anime. Mm-hmm. Which is coming to, of all places, where? Netflix. 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 Because Netflix gets everything now. It does. Mm-hmm. However, due to my exhaustive state, I was scrolling through Facebook only to distract me to while waiting for my dog in the veterinary lobby to see how the news is. I saw April 1st mm-hmm. and thought it, it was, was somehow it was a prank in my exhaustive, mm-hmm. delirious state. On your three hours of sleep in the last month, On my three hours of sleep that mm-hmm. was going on every two days. Uh, but it's not a prank. No. It is really. not a prank. It's a legit thing. They announced this last year in one of their press releases, like, here's the next few shows coming. And this was actually, I think, in 
the press release when they announced they acquired the Godzilla movies, the anime movies. Yes, and, they did. Yeah, they the difference did. was those movies were like on the cusp of being released. So it was like that's a little more firm. This thing was like. When? They didn't give like a, a... They didn't give a date, and I remember thinking, I'll see it, I'll believe it when, when I, I see, see it. it. Yeah. So I remember the announcement. I didn't know that it was April 1st. Mm-hmm. There's so much information we absorb every day. It was just one of those things that, I don't know, floated somewhere in the back of my mind. Yeah. So we got the trailer. I think it dropped the first week of December, and it gave the actual dates, like 20, you know, April 1st, 2019. So a weird day to release something, by the way. Uh, and, uh, yes, and for those not in the know who haven't seen it yet, it is based on the manga Ultraman, which is quite the different thing from any of the series Ultraman. So, if you're not familiar with the works, the manga is a sequel to the original, I guess, timeline, because it kind of does encapsulate a lot of the other Ultras in it. But, the character of Ultraman is the son of Hayata from the original show. And he's it's more Iron Man than anything else. So it's he, the Viz Media one. Yes, the Viz Media one. So he is born with the Ultra Factor because his dad had merged with Ultraman. So he retains those. You know, there's some powers that he retains, and his son gets to carry on the legacy by wearing like a high tech armor. Right. The uh, anime is pretty much adapting. I think the first volume, which I think is some like. 250 pages or something like that because they give you a glimpse of like the first main battle in in the first few chapters of the book where Hayata finds or Hayata's son finds that it's like my dad's Ultraman like it's like it's like hook my dad's Peter Pan uh and it's produced by Studio IG one of the longest running anime studios out there unfortunately it go they're following this this wonderful trend of CG anime which I am really not about because I like my I like my uh, like my anime like I like my coffee I like my coffee black I like my anime hand drawn like you can give me a little CG for the backgrounds you want to lay out some some CG in the mech work because it's easier I want hand drawn shit not this CG half ass rendered stuff that they got coming. I am so excited for Ultraman mm-hmm. the anime saw the trailer mm-hmm. and suddenly had these. N- Negative emotions, <laughs> flashbacks to Berserk. Yes, because you love Berserk. Because I like Berserk. I love oh, Guts. No, 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 no. He's hot, you're, you're, but and he's great as a character. I'm sorry, not just being timid on your love of Berserk. Like <laughs> Jessica, a girl who loves puppy dogs and cute things like any Guts is amazing. Loves the violence and over the topness of Berserk. Like I, every once in a while, it's like, hey, what about this? She's just like, oh my god, this is the greatest. It's like. It's Guts holding a human head as blood is dripping. That's like, yes, that's the best thing in the world. Guts is amazing. <laughs> he has the physical build and face and at times personality of just a Japanese Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. So I, Because I grew up in a world where anime males tend to be mm-hmm. more androgynous with the females. Yes. I think that works for a great set. And over time, it's something that I've learned to like love and go over. Like but Guts like, looks like closer to what I was used to growing up mm-hmm. in American comics, mm-hmm. which is drawn very masculine or very feminine. You know, you've seen the 90s comics and buff, X-Men. He's not over the top. Yeah. And then, you know, however he looks like... I could clearly tell it was a male when mm-hmm. I was much younger. So I was like, oh no, I like like the look of it and everything. And then and then I just I like the anime and I liked the character and everything. Mm-hmm. So Which, by the way, when I my buddy and I were talking about that because we both watched we both kind of came up on the original like ninety series, which was like the last bastion of like great violent anime. Uh, it is pretty violent. Yeah, it's oh, dark. It's, uh, I love like I was just I was just reminiscing earlier off off the key about how much I love like I grew up on violent anime like because that was all you had in the 90s it's just like boobs and blood that was the de facto for everything and the, yeah very much Berserk was like the last bastion of that and my buddy he's like you do realize like Berserk's like almost 30 years old I'm like no it's not he's like it started in like 89 I'm like what and it's still yeah. going he's like and I nearly had a stroke, and then after that, I'm just like, what the hell? So. Yeah, because Guts was really the first one that I had encountered when I was younger, really strongly in my memory, that looked like an American comic mm. book character. And that's where the association came. Mm. Obviously, when you get older, you learn to like different variations of stuff, mm-hmm. because I'm fine with Soma from Food Wars. That boy's <laughs> got 
a little body and it's okay and his father and his you know everybody else is drawn very differently there just, and it's fine but at that time that was like my first memory of that I just get this image of a teenage Jessica watching Berserk for the first time and then like this heart forms or the bloodiest <laughs> image of guts that there is like after he just slaughtered 30 men with his giant sword and he's breathing heavily there's just like a pink heart <laughs> and everything gets a little fuzzy around it this is one eye is just squinting just covered in gore and, and viscera. I'm just like, yes, that is the yeah. man for me. Yes. And I do want to preface that to go back. Mm-hmm. I am aware that Soma is a 15-year-old boy. So I didn't want that to be misconstrued in any way. I'm just saying I'm used to seeing different styles because anim- manga anime is really one way. And mm-hmm. then American cartoons and Western comics, what I grew up with, was one way. Mm-hmm. So I really got used much more heavily to Western before I went mm-hmm. over to Eastern. So much that you actually did several panels on this at different shows, too. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. One, one, I think I made your friend uncomfortable at <laughs> with my shitty arguments. But uh, we digress. Anyway, yes, this Ultraman, it does look like the newer uh, Berserk movies where they're that horrific combination of cell shading with CG animation. And it just, it, much like regular CG in Japanese films, they haven't quite caught up to American standards. And the same thing with the, the CG now, like, of these shows, like, we're going to talk about Godzilla in the next, in the next uh, episode, but that one was, like, kind of borderline, like, it looked great in certain places and it looked kind of crappy now. This just, I, I don't know, it's just, like, it's early test footage that they're putting out, whatever, whatever they got, but it's like, I just, I don't dig it. Like, I just, it's, I'm an animation nut, I love animation, I love traditional. I'm all down for CG if you can do it well. And like I can put it with some bad, I just still, I can still go back and watch Beast Wars. For as bad as it is, the story holds that thing, that show up. And I'm just like, all right, I can look past this today, and I ain't down with that. There are some things that because you love one aspect of it so much, mm-hmm. you're willing to have your eyes bleed while watching it. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern, the animation series, was one. The story mm-hmm. is the most fantastic story. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I still do, and I should probably still rewatch it now I've said it. But it's one of those things where it's an assault to your eyes, but you love something about it. In this case, I love Green Lantern. Yeah. In the case of this, I will. I love Ultraman. Mm-hmm. My love for Ultraman will trump mm-hmm. the pain I feel in my eyes. Yeah. Now while watching it. Did you read the manga yet? Read the yeah. I read the first one. Same with me. I haven't got past that yet either. It's just like soon on my to do list. The yes, there's so many comics and manga that come out. Yeah, there's just too much. Like I just, I, I barely finished up the Power Rangers books. Like I'm just the like, Power Rangers ones are very oh, good. So Did you read the the Green Ranger? The yes, Old Man Tommy one. Yes, so everybody good. read it so we won't spoil it for so you if bad. you haven't already. So yes, this new Ultraman looked like we're we're gonna be honest, like we're gonna watch it. Like who? who That's a true fan. Game? You yeah. don't like an aspect of it, but you're still gonna still sit gonna through it. Because any port in the storm. Any yes. port in the storm, you're gonna watch it. Who the hell? Are we? And it's on Netflix, so it's not like it's asking much of you. It's like it might sit on your list for a couple of weeks, but eventually you'll get around to it. And if you don't like it, then just stop watching it. You've already paid that month's fee. Mm-hmm. You can watch something There's else. A million other things. Punisher's coming on. You can watch that. Yes. But uh, so that's coming. Mm, all right, we'll we'll review when we get when we get there. Just to really like, I got a feeling we'll see one more trailer, but I I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I think we all have mixed feelings just because it looks so grating to the eyes. But uh, I'm holding on hope. I like the story of the manga, so we'll see. It and it's see. Ultraman. It's Ultraman. Any Ultraman better than no Ultraman. Yes, yes, that is exactly why, yes. Kevin Smith said it best when he said about Batman and Robin. I'd rather would have had Batman and Robin than no Batman and Robin because you know why? Better gay Batman than no Batman at all. <laughs> Here. That's that's anytime it's like, would you rather not have it? No, I'd rather have it, even if it's mediocre, I'll take it. Yeah. And on that note, uh Super Eye themselves are also moving into the live action world with once again attempting to bring Ultraman to the Western Front. Now, they have tried several times in the past. They tried 30 years ago with um, an attempted movie written by Don Glute. Yes. Never got off the ground. Which, by the way, we got to talk to that guy about that. I want to pick Yes, we were on the panel with him before. And he blew my mind with that, too. It's just like, wait, you wrote Ultraman? Yeah, I wrote it. I'm like, what? Wait, why do I not know about this? And then the uh, Hanna-Barbera attempted one. 
back in the 80s. Yes. And then in the mid-90s, we had a, an attempt by an American company to make an American Ultraman that got released in Japan, but never got released over here in America. You know why? Because it was bad. It really it was wasn't so good bad. at all. The fight scenes were so bad. The, the, jet, the Australian one, fantastic. I love Ultraman Towards the Future. Ultraman Powered, I watched like eight episodes. I'm just like, I can't. This is, I, I wasn't there for it. Thus, I cannot go back and properly do it. The monsters, everything looks great, but it's fragile. Everything's so fragile and wobbly. So you're looking at it and you're just like, there was such potential here, and they just messed it all away. So we have covered in the past the reason why Ultraman has not really made it back to America because of a little company called Chayo out of Thailand. Well, over the fall, uh, Chayo got their claims to anything Ultraman completely thrown out by the court. Super is completely back in the game of things, so they have full distribution rights. And now because Godzilla's taken off again, everything that's old is new again here, they're finally going to make a go at trying to get Ultraman to come to America proper. Now, what does that mean? Don't know. They're doing something for it. Uh, they've picked up a uh, PR company to try to you know, distribute some stuff and maybe get some interesting parties going with it. But past that, it's not much going on right now. So, I mean, it's just the fact that, like, we're going to write Ultraman here. That's it. So, well, we'll see. I don't know. Like, do you think there's any hope for it right now? Or do you think that maybe the cartoon's the best we're going to get? I think there's hope for it. Mm-hmm. Because we are going through, how would I say? And some people don't agree with me. That'd be fine. But some people feel we're going through superhero fatigue. Mm-hmm. But pop culture is still on the rise, oh, right. yeah. meaning we're seeing a resurgence of kaiju films, mm-hmm. which is something Chris and I touch upon every year at our panel at San Diego Comic-Con. But now there are other fandoms that are reaching out. Mm-hmm. So from there, I do think that there's definitely hope to see an American version of Ultraman obviously released here in Northern America mm-hmm. because... Some people may not agree with me. Some people might. There seems to be superhero film fatigue, mm-hmm. but pop, pop culture is still on the rise. Mm-hmm. It is now ingrained into a lot of news sites and even Wall Street Journal talks about it. Mm-hmm. So like the resurgence of kaiju films, both mm-hmm. from Legendary and Shin, which Chris and I cover at our San Diego Comic-Con panel every year, there is a want or a need for other genres. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to see it with mechs, whether they're six, I'm not saying whether they're successful or not. Mm-hmm. So Ultraman robotic suits seems to be another niche in the fandom that can also be used here. And Ultraman is an established, mm-hmm. it's an established franchise. Yeah. So if they wanted to bring that, even if they, nobody, I don't know how many people actually want this, but if there was an American Doctor Who film, mm-hmm. if there was any other sort of franchise out there, it would make sense that somebody out there is attempting to bring it into the American market, mm-hmm. which is one of the largest entertainment markets yeah, in the world. That's, yes. That's the, it's the MO. I think it's the MO anywhere you go right now, too. Yeah. So it would it would make sense to try to bring an existing franchise that's very popular mm-hmm. into the American market. That say right now that is outside of superheroes. Yeah. So they could. I mean, they're trying it with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You've mm-hmm. got Star Trek films. I mean, not currently, but the the, and the Turtles again. Yeah. Uh, we're having Ghostbusters. There are franchises. You know, there are also other popular franchises. Mm-hmm. You're having Detective Pikachu. If somehow <laughs> there's an American Hello Kitty Sanrio film, there's the market is. Primarily, you know, females are those who just like it. Mm-hmm. You by know. The, by the way, you, so we never know. Did you watch uh, Agretsuko? Oh yes. Yes. Tell me yes. you love it. I do love it. It does remind me of just I, you know, it does remind me of kind of how people feel about the work life force and work life balance of Japan, but America. And I think most other countries feel that same fatigue. This is it. it, it it harkens the point I make with everything when it's like you don't you don't have to relate like the character doesn't have to look like you in order to relate to it. I have never related to a cartoon character more in my life than this 
freaking Red Panda. Like, I watched that show in one sitting, uh, one Saturday afternoon, and I'm just like, I feel ever, like I hated my job so much. And I'm like, there every day was just like, let me burn this place to the ground. Like, all I want to do is just rage because I deal with idiots. I'm just like, oh my god, I love this. I love this little Red Panda. And to the point that I rarely buy Pops. They just announced they're doing Pops of her. I'll have all three. They will be lined upon my, my shelf with glory. So they got her in her normal little outfit. Yeah. Her rage with the microphone. Yes. And they have her in her rage face with a chainsaw. <laughs> the, the chainsaw's the one. Yes. yes. So, uh, so that, like, if anything, like, Hello Kitty, be damned. I will watch anything that they put out with that too. So, like, San Rio hit the spot with, 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 you know, they got this guy in. I'm like, I will buy any of that crap that they put out. Like, I'm totally in. Oh, you just need to like it. And that's the beauty of it. I, and, and this is me digressing again because I love that show so much. Yes. I think, you know, with licensing and rights and everything, if you were to believe in that or just think about the American film market, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that isn't made. But then you also have items like Sharknado or whatever else, whatever America's film's going to try to make, there's a way somebody is you going never, to try to make it. You never know what's going to So hit. never give up hope and faith. Exactly. You never know what's going to hit big. Everyone thought Ben like a, was going to bomb. He became one of the highest grossing films of the last year. Raid, yes. not really an American film, no. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. People loved it here. Uh, I, I've, I've written soliloquies about Raid. Like, I, <laughs> I write poetry about that movie. I love Raid. It's one of my favorite films of all time. It is a ballet of violence. It is one of the most violent films ever made, and I love every moment of it. I have broken down the intricacies of the fight scenes. That movie sold me with that first trailer. It also has, by the way, you want to talk about trailer cutting and the art of trailer cutting? I will put in the, in the notes, Just this is completely unrelated to anything we're talking about this thing, but if you want to see the perfectly cut trailer and how to cut a trailer with no dialogue whatsoever, they took Mike Shinoda's theme that he wrote for, this, for, this, for the American release of the movie, and all they did was put just the base action scenes. And the trailer builds and builds and then shows you what you're going to get with the movie. And then it just ends with the perfect title credit sequence. I watched that trailer till my eyes have bled. The <laughs> point that that movie won me over was when the main character, Rama, is beating the crap out of a bunch of uh, about gr- grunts. They're cheesing him down with a uh, machete. He takes one of them, punches him in the face three times. And then he does this wonderful head-slamming move. Where he slams their head into the uh, the tile wall, but goes down each one. But and before he does that, he manages to break the guy's head inside of a light fixture, then breaks the tiles and goes. I'm like, I'm completely sold on this. I've watched the movie so many times. It is the perfect film. Lots of people speak very highly of praise. That's why I tell people you should never give up. A lot of people can argue the semantics of licensing and rights mm-hmm. and whether they would ever do it. I would never give up hope on an American Gamera film. Can't say whether it'll be good or not, but I, that, you could have one. That is ripe for the picking, too. Like the fact that that, that Kodakawa either is not pursuing that or hasn't allowed that to be released is they're leaving money on the table. They're leaving money on the table with that one. Speaking of stuff that you never thought would probably happen, Jessica, the Pacific Rim anime is going through. Like, it's happening. Yes, it's one of those you thought it was in development hell or was a ghost. It was a ghost. Nope. No, no, no. Quite. I mean, guess where it's going? Netflix. Netflix. God bless Netflix. Everything that they're doing. It's like they're making sure that after humanity dies, there will still be so much content on that server (laughs) that the next race will not be able to finish it. That with the necromancers wandering the late wastelands, they're like, we just, there's no, there's not enough time in, in our 10 millennia lifespan to watch everything on here. Because that is what Netflix is trying to do. They're trying to monopolize all of your time. And goddamn it, they're doing it. They're doing it perfectly too. I have so much on my watch list I have not gotten to yet. You do. You do the smart thing of exercising while going through your shows. I feel like I'm not wasting my time doing it, where it's like, I've spent the last 84 hours watching television? At least I'm... You're exercising. There's something productive and positive and good for you. Yes. So, right now I'm finishing Disenchanted, then I move into Punisher, and then I have 10 more shows to get done after that? That's just the stuff that's on Netflix. That's even the Hulu stuff that I'm counting, too. I have to watch Runaways at some point. I don't know when I'll get to it. 
So, but in the interim, uh, Netflix has been making a big push into the anime market in acquiring everything. We just talked about Ultraman. They have the Godzilla animes. They last year was their big start to it with Devilman Crybaby. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've just been on a constant roll. Like I saw Gundam pop up, and I'm like, what? what yes, this? yes. Like that's a first. So. Um, they've been going absolutely batty with the licensing, and now they're, pro- they're getting to the producing game. Like, they're not just like, hey, we're just going to acquire this stuff, much like Crunchyroll would do. They're like, we're picking up the distribution rights. They're like, we're paying to have this stuff made. And one of the things they're having paid to be made is the Pacific Rim anime. Now, yes. years ago, when they announced Pacific Rim 2 is happening, they're going to do an anime. This was back when Guillermo was still involved. Right, they were like, correct. oh my god, it's happening. And then things went sideways. sideways. Didn't know what was going on. And they're like, no, it's still happening. And then we got Pacific Rim Uprising, which we never talked about. We need to go back to that maybe in a future episode. Because you have a lot of interesting things. To say we could that. call it... Well, I appreciate it for what it is, but you're like Jessica's rage one year later. We do. We'll, we'll do. We'll do. We have a lot of retro things to catch up. We still. We never even reviewed uh, Rampage either. Oh yes. Yes, we have to. So I think that the next couple of shows, we'll, we'll go back to the stuff we missed over the last year. But uh, the fact that it, I and I said it like I and from someone who actually liked Pacific Rim Uprising, I'm like there is something still here. There is a fan base for it. They Legendary definitely has something. I just Hope they don't wash it away. That was the thing. It's like when Uprising didn't exactly like the world on fire. And it was just like, it did okay. didn't do great. It's like, I don't know. I guess that's it. it you could, they, I, I, and I said, walk out like, they could easily get to keep this going as an anime. It's like, I don't know if they were. Netflix, out of the blue, it's like, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing the anime. It's like, it's going to be 26 episodes. And it's, but it's being produced, uh, stateside by, I get the names right for me, uh, Kyle Craig and Greg Johnson, the two behind, X-Men Evolution. Did you watch X-Men Evolution? I did. That was one of those shows you like. X-23. X-23. Kyle Craig was one of the co-creators, right? Or Craig Kyle? Yeah. Uh, Laura Kinney. Yes. And uh, that was one of those shows you... Because that came off the legacy of X-Men the Animated Series. And you're sitting there like... Some people did not like Evolution. People did not like Evolution. Evolution was like the only two adults are Wolverine and Storm. It was one of those shows that was very much the... Ultimate X-Men of its time. Because it's like, we have our own continuity, we're telling our own stories, characters aren't going to act exactly the way. It took a few episodes to really get, but that show, especially the last two seasons, mwah, it was fantastic. In my opinion, there's not been a bad X-Men show, ever. Wolverine the X-Men is still the second best. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to rate them, animated series, Wolverine, and then evolution but they're all good like you're not it's not a bad time with any of them so these two gentlemen who also wrote thor ragnarok too mm-hmm. the best thor film i think no one's arguing that 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 point from a guy that loves all three thor films too it is the best they're going to be doing this and the story that uh was the, the details that were released because we're not getting it until next year is that uh the series will follow two siblings an idealistic teenager boy and his naive young sister, who are forced to pilot an abandoned Jaeger across a hostile landscape in a desperate attempt to find their missing parents. <clears throat> so it looks like they're playing with ideas that was laid out in um, Uprising about the post uh, post closing of the um, of the rift, but before the intruders, you know, came back. Spoilers if anybody hasn't seen it. Uh, clearly the you know, giant monster. So there was like black market Jaegers and a bunch of stuff. Like there was a lot of great ideas, much like Pacific Rim. There was a lot of great ideas that just they didn't have time to get into. It looks like that's what they're going to be exploring. Like it's not going to be just robots punching monsters, which I get a feeling there will be in that, but we're not going to get that at, and like that's not going to be the crux of the show, if you will. So, but the fact that it's still going just it makes my black heart turn a little pink. <laughs> like it just—I saw that and and I rolled a, a slight tear. I'm just like, good. It's it, it'll live. My my buying of the Bandai figures for Uprising was not for nuts. <laughs> Which I love the shit out of those figures too. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. There are many toys and figures for me that I don't. I unless. I've already liked the design and everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of things I don't buy till after I've seen it. Because mm-hmm. 
if I love the character or I like the film or I like an aspect of it, then I feel like my money is kind of justified going for that.、Mm-hmm. I can't remember anything that filled me with rage where I bought it before the film and TV came out and、mm-hmm. then was so upset and disappointed. I would have to try to resell. <laughs> or give back because I never I didn't open the box、mm-hmm. of toys or figures that I got.、Mm-hmm. I can't think of an example now. It's gonna happen after this podcast ends. I'll just you'll wake up in the middle like three a.m. Well, like damn it, middle of the night,、mm-hmm. screaming the name bloody hard. Texting me, it's like put this in the show notes. Yeah, and I just like I can't I can't remember what it is. I'm glad I'm glad、mm-hmm. I didn't have that horrible. Th- nothing that terrible for me to really stick out in my mind. But yeah, I understand what you mean by not having. Figures for not, you know.、Mm-hmm. It's like you stuck with something, and now it's. Well, let me ask you this: for someone panned out, as a minor spoiler warning on their opinion, didn't think quite highly of the last film. What do you think about them as just trying to keep it going, like in general, like just for Pacific Rim? Yeah, I do like that a lot. You do like that they're at least keeping it going. Yes, I do like that a lot. Because <clears throat> you know, it is there's massive potential there. Because I love mechs, I also love robots. I、mm-hmm. love androids, cyborgs.、Mm-hmm. Robocop was one of my favorite things. Better to have something, yeah, than nothing at、Gave、all. No yes, <laughs> I know some people gear towards. I rather have something good than not have anything at all.、Mm-hmm. And I understand that mentality. Good is sometimes also subjective. Obviously,、good. there's overall objective,、yes. you know, good and bad. But I think for things like pop culture or things that may not. Necessarily be that detrimental in the overall, you know, scale.、Mm-hmm. You know, I think that entertainment is one of those things better to have than not have.、Mm-hmm. So that's something that I prefer. So hopefully, I'm hoping by Comic Con we'll have like something already. Like I'm hoping that's probably. I guarantee that's probably where we're gonna see like the first like clips of the show. But、uh, yeah, I, I got high hopes. I know a lot of people don't because it's like yeah, but it's like. Much like the first film, the second film are their own things. This is clearly going to be its own thing. There's just the blueprint they got to follow, but they can. There's nothing set with this series. Like they're making it up as they go, and that's the beauty of it. It's not like there's 30 years of backstory that they have to do. It's like it, we can make it whatever we want it to be. Yeah.、So、I'm hoping that the people who are still sticking with it do follow with it. And if anything, it might get some more kids into it. It might bring back the appreciation for those movies because. And it may not be for you. It may be for someone else that you can introduce it to, no matter the age of the、this、person. I watched some Shira. I'm like,、hmm, I like the original Shira. This one really wasn't doing it, but the end, it's not for me though. Like, I can appreciate it, I can enjoy it, but it's like, eh, you know, I, I'm fine with it. I have nothing against it, but it's also, you know, it's for somebody else. Yeah. It's like, it's not, you know, there's things that are like this is clear for someone, but I like like Star Wars or the Forces of Evil. Yep, but it's clearly a show aimed at kids. So unless you're into that kind of thing, it's not going to be for you. Yeah. All right. So we close out with the obvious big news that we didn't touch on while we were gone. It's the thing that everyone has been talking about because、yes. well, we were all eagerly awaiting it, and it got doled out to us in little bits over the course of like two weeks. So the Tokyo Comic Con was the first weekend of February. Yeah. Or、um, February.、Uh, December. 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 And Michael Dotri was there, and Legendary was there, and they're like, "We're going to do a big unveiling."、So、everyone thought, "Oh wow, the trailer is going to be there." Not quite. We did get the reveal of the monsters. So Dotri、yes. came out, talked about the movie, talked about how he's a big kaiju fan, all this stuff. They got the job. We did a Q and A, and then he brought slides. Wonderful, delightful slides. That、uh, pretty much gave us like the full because they're like we're gonna display the toys here at the same time, so we have to show you guys something. So we got the full、right. reveals for the three other kaiju in the film. We have Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah in their full glory, both in the stills that they showed and in the SH Monster Art toys that they displayed. And Jessica, they did not disappoint. No, it did not. I mean, not everyone's going to like the design. Some people will love it. Some people won't. But the fact that you got to see it、yeah. should just bring you joy in general. As、uh, what was it, Marie Kondo?、Uh, what, what's her name?、Uh, the the type. Oh, Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. Does it bring you joy? Yeah. Does this spark a joy <laughs> in you? Spark a joy? I saw the greatest meme earlier. It's like 2031. 
<laughs> she's overseen like a gladiator type arena, and she asks the crowd, "Does this man spark joy?" And the crowd, and the crowd in a hush silence says, "Nay." And then she, and then she goes forth with the execution. <laughs> For those, she is a lovely uh, Japanese uh, author. She wrote "Tidying Up: The Magic of Tidying Up the、mm-hmm. Japanese," you know, way.、Mm-hmm. I obviously butchered the title, which is now also a Netflix show. Which she brings her method, her specific method of how she would categorize things in her home, and the way you declutter is you hold something and. Whether it sparks you joy or not, there's actually, a little bit more a, to that, actually, but that is the main. The principal concept is very simple.、Yeah. Like I've been implement, ironically implementing that lately as I've been clearing stuff out. But、uh, yes, the, the one thing that does spark joy though is this, because then a week later we finally got the trailer. This was coming out with Aquaman and all his sexy underwaterness. <laughs> and while the trailer, this while trailer two of Godzilla King of the Monsters doesn't have the The epic melodramatic tone that the first one had, where it's like it's this big sprawling thing. This was the money shot trailer. Like, here's all the stuff you wanted the first time around, and we're going to give it to you. The trailer just it did it did nothing to hinder my want for this film right now. Like, this has been the thing I've been looking forward to my whole life. We had a we had the disappointment of the '98 film, and we had what I called the the drive-by of the 2014 film. It's like that's much closer to what I wanted. It's not quite there yet, but I'm glad that we have it. This finally, though, looks like everything that any of us ever growing up had in our heads. It's like if you could move beyond the the, the rubber suits, if you could move beyond like and just bring it to reality somehow. Like this is as close as we're going to get to it. To kind of catch up to the current time of CGI.、Mm, yes. As growing up, you knew it was suits.、Mm. I mean, when you got older, when I was three, I didn't know、yeah. it was a suit. But when you get older, you have suits, and you go, "This is amazing! I love Godzilla." But also,、mm. I understand it's 1994, whatever、yeah. it is. You never thought you would grow up to see Atlantis. Now, I don't know what the future of film technology <laughs> is, but now is a great time. For Godzilla, King of the Monsters,、mm-hmm. and seeing Atlantis, for example,、yes. there is the technology drive currently. Since I can't、mm-hmm. speak, we can't speak for the future.、Mm-hmm. But that I, I understand what you mean. Like this is going to be、mm-hmm. closer to what you would expect in a modern world, our current time of 2019, and also the setting of the film, etc. All I that. I think it's like the heart, like the serious nature of it. Because yes, the, the, the thing is, the wonderful thing about these films is that there's. You, it, it, it's a buffet. Now, the buffet has a theme, but you get a little something different in each one.、Yeah. But I think we all wanted that like giant filet mignon steak, that that <laughs> you know professionally cooked, medium rare, just proper, like just doused with a little bit of olive oil, seasoned for a few hours, properly salted. You know, you got something close to before, but it wasn't quite there. I think this, this has been that steak we've been waiting for. The fact that. There's nothing tongue-in-cheek being done here, like the fact that Godzilla is being taken seriously, the fact that Ghidorah is this this massive force, like all these monsters are being treated as these huge forces of nature. The fact that I, that there's two things that made me nearly shed a tear that's coming out of this thing: the fact that Rodan looks so goddamn good. A lot of people so, love so, Rodan. They love、oh、the、God. way he looked. They love the way he moved.、Oh. If you wanted to describe your favorite shot, oh my God, the barrel roll! Like, by the way, a million <laughs> memes of Slippy from freaking uh, uh, from freaking Star Fox screaming at him, "Do a barrel roll!" Or there was, be- <laughs> there was the better one, which was the、uh, which was the Anakin Skywalker from uh, from freaking. Uh, 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 Phantom Menace yelling, "Do a barrel roll!" and then they just cut to Rodan. That's <laughs> the greatest thing. They 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 offered that out of a、um, out of a other meme of Kylo, like he's sitting there and he sees like the ghost of Anakin yelling, "Do a barrel roll!" and he's like, "Thank you, grandfather." <laughs> It's it, it was the greatest thing. Like the fact, like I the original Rodan is one of my favorite non-Godzilla movies. Is that or the Gargantos, Frankenstein conquers the world? Those are the three like triumphants that I love. The thing I love about the original run is the design of Rodan. It was perfect. They've never come close to it. Final Wars got a little close, but since then, like he was always big, goofy, that long neck, the weird, like vestigial spike that looked like a 
bad skin tag hanging out of his nose. Like, he, he was googly. He was like a Muppet the rest of the time. That first one, though, like, I've gone on many times about how many beautiful shots there are. Like, Rodan, like, he howls when he screeches. Just the, the suit is perfect. They took all those awesome aspects of it, and then they, they added, like, little touches from, like, the later movie. Like, they gave him, like, the fire effects. He comes out of a volcano. Like, his body's half lava when he's flying around. Like, just... Like, that, I rolled a tear on that. I'm just like, I never, in a million years, you could have held a gun to me on a 13. It's like, you think you'll ever see this? I'm like, am I ever going to see a real-life dinosaur? No, go ahead, blow me away. Like, that's, that's not going to happen. It happened, and I just, like, I just, like, I I could probably die happy after that. Like, I'm marking off one of the last things on my, like, my, my bucket list. It's like to see that. So, we, we know what Rodan is. Yes. And then, are we... I can't say the other... People really loved Rodan. People mm-hmm. are going to be like, Godzilla's going to... Yes. Godzilla. And they, and they, they tweaked they, they, And they tweaked. Like, they tweaked they, him. They added, they added the original Spike. That was my they did. problem they did. with that first design was the generic, like, Sony Spikes, where they're just, you know, the Stegosaurus Spikes that, that, that come out. No, they gave him the, the, the Leaf Spikes. And that's the thing that I'm like, thank you. That's, that's the only thing that was missing out of that. Yes. So it was like, just a slight tweak. Perfect. Let's talk about the controversial. I know, the controversial other two. Yes. So <sighs> people, people <laughs> other team love Ghidra. He's menacing as, as hell. I, he's giant. He's massive. There's that one beautiful shot of Godzilla and Ghidra facing off in the rain, and you see the size, the scale. It's, it harkens back to the shot from Godzilla versus King Ghidra where they're facing off, and Ghidra is just so much bigger than Godzilla. But the, the thing is, is that, you know, it's 1991, you're watching the best the wire effects can give you. Like, this time, though, it's like, they're like... You need to go in bringing friends who are, know what Godzilla is, may not have mm-hmm. seen the old ones, because it's also called King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. You want to give the feel to your friends mm-hmm. that there is an actual legit threat in size, in power, in nature. Yes. You don't want to have your friends be like, well, it seemed like it could have been an easy fight. Mm-hmm. One seems so much... Smaller, weaker, slower, etc. Than the other. No. This one in the trailer did show yes. that. Oh no, they're <laughs> gonna be done some problems. Yes, and that, that's the beauty. Like you want your big boss. Like it, and it doesn't yeah. seem like they set up that they have one fight before. Like there, there, there's there's a there's an initial fight scene that looks like Godzilla might get his ass handed to him on a silver platter. Like, that's how you do it. That's the way you go. That, and I do I do love the look of gear. Like, he... My worry was that they were going to go to Western Dragon with him. Okay. Like Game of Thronesy game. A uh, little more on the Reign of Fire kind of design. They seem to balance it quite nicely. Like, they kept a lot of the great aspects of his Japanese design... And added some of those. The beauty is, he's not walking around in his wings. That was the thing I was worried about. Like, he was going to be thin, he's going to walk. Like, I don't care for that in my dragons. It's fine with it in Ring of Fire, because it was like, that's what we're doing. Every Everyone's copied that now. It's like, everyone's copied the Cloverfield monster design, the big knuckle dragger with all their weird, wacky things. He's got the wings open the whole time. And it's just like, it's like this screwy, huge peacock that's pissed off coming at you. King Ghidorah is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. If... I would say in terms of Godzilla's foes, he's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I do like, and people can come at me, it's fine. I mean, I don't really need to feel too much. I just love the design. I love crustaceans, so I do like Ibraya. I know know he's not really a fan favorite, but that's fine. I just, I have a lobster purse. Mm -hmm. So, not related, just it's a lobster purse. Mm -hmm. I just like, some people like the aesthetic of certain animals or creatures. Mm I like it, Brian, for what it is. But if you want to go, if someone was to say, I mean real foes, Jessica, yeah. then yes, King Gira is my person. Well, well he, my, my, I'm sorry, my kaiju. He's the most unique of the design. He's always been two tails, three heads, no arms, wings. Like, it's this, it's, it's this universally 
Like yes, it's the design, yes. Like you see, like you know exactly. Even people who don't, who have a, just a passing knowledge of Godzilla, know who King Ghidorah is. It's the joke, yeah, mm-hmm. the Joker to Batman and yeah. everything. I remember as a child, what really intrigued me is obviously I loved dinosaurs, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I loved dragons. Mm-hmm. I also loved, and then I got older, Greek mythology. So he was a mishmash of things that I loved. I loved Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. I loved dragons. The two tails thing, he was, in my mind, golden, yeah. like golden. So he was also like beautiful and he was great and he was missing. So I loved, I definitely love him just for look and also his power and the origin. I did, but I did think it was a great, fo- you know, yeah. th- there are certain ones where you see, if I showed my parents Godzilla and Mothra mm-hmm. in a fight between my toys, if I were to reenact mm-hmm. some make-believe, my mother would be, I would never buy that. My mom would say, I don't belie, I do not buy a giant fly. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that accidentally <laughs> rhymed. It's a moth, but yeah. she'll say fly. Yeah. Uh, versus thing. But if she saw King Ghidorah, like it's a dragon fighting a dinosaur. And a dinosaur. She'd be like, no, this makes sense. This makes Which, sense to me. By the way, is every small child you know, fantasy that they... Fine. The, the, who, any boy that never they had dinosaur toys, they had a dragon somewhere. And of course, it's just like they're gonna fight at some point. There was always those imaginary fights. Like that's that's the beauty of the the the, the dance between Godzilla and Ghidorah. It's like you take the two most awesome things that you could ever think of and have them duel. The fact that Ghidorah spits lightning, like he doesn't shoot fire, spits lightning. It's the great. And the, I, that's the thing I love too. Like the, when they show Ghidorah, like. He's preparing? Yeah. Oh, the build-up? Like, <laughs> build like, yeah, You're like, like, oh, dang. That was, one, that was one of my favorite aspects of the 90s Gamma films when Gamma was powering up. You could yes. see the fireball come through his throat and come out like... the Doesn't the, look like a cat yeah. trying to hack up a hairball yeah. where it's, it's opaque and you they, don't know what's their, happening. They, they gave Peter a version of like Godzilla's spikes lighting up, like the neck lights yeah. up as it comes out. I'm just like, oh, that's a, it's beautiful little touches like that that I love. I do, my only thing is, and mm-hmm. obviously when the film comes, you get over it. It's mm-hmm. like me and a blonde James Bond. After mm-hmm. you're into the film, you don't even notice Daniel Craig's blonde. Mm-hmm. But I like my King Ghidorah with the tummy. Yeah, you like the little pot belly one? Yeah. yeah. Now this I one like looks tummy. like he's just been working up. No, this one looked like. Leg day does not go for King Ghidorah. Like he does no, he buff. Yeah. So I, I'm fine with that because it harkens to my actual favorite Gator design, which is from Author Three. Mm-hmm. Like the Grand Gator, like I always thought, like that was the absolute best Gator design. Like I'm just like, I really wish they would have taken that suit, even for like some blow off promotional thing, and just had them fight. Like have that in a version of Godzilla fight because that was always, in my opinion, the best Gator look. Like the GMK one, like I was never down with that one. He looked too kind of cartoonish. Me like the, the 90s one's great, the classic one's classic, but there are times that suit looked beat to hell. So it's the just... animal physiology of it mm-hmm. is still hard for me. I mean, look at a giraffe. How yeah. how does that work, right? But then you've got imagine three neck giraffe. To me, it made sense, and even to describe whatever pseudoscience, whatever you mm-hmm. want, a larger belly, a larger bottomed yeah. would make sense holding up mm-hmm. three necks. And, you know, head, everything. It's hard because the first thing people would ask on a superficial level is how does that tiny, thin waist mm-hmm. hold up three long necks and three heads? <laughs> you know, the show, a wizard did it. Yeah, I mean, on a superficial level, it's, it's hard. I understand why people would be, they would say that. Yeah. You, you would see Godzilla and you would say, he looks bottom heavy, so he must walk slow. But it mm-hmm. makes sense because I've seen a chinchilla. Mm-hmm. You, you you can say something like that. Speaking, but of, speaking of which, the only thing I wasn't completely sold on on this trailer is the sprinting Godzilla. Like, he's running and charging towards King Ghidorah. I get, I get the because the, the way he moves. Every awesome spirit that you all have that charging scene where it's like, okay, who's gonna who's gonna get first? That guy's like no, like no. He's he's big, like he can he can walk, but like he's too he's too bulky. Like that guy's a little does not get up on. Like he is he's not even a sprinter. Like he's the fat kid that's like I'll I'll run for thirty feet and then I'm huffing and puffing. Like I'm good for wrestling. Like I can roll around. Like I can you know throw some punches and stuff. But like he, that that sprint scene, it just aesthetically doesn't work for me. Because I get it. Like he's gonna run. Like but he's. 
His arms are too tiny for body. <laughs> well, I was looking to see how like, long his arms look, are. In MMA, like he has like he's the grab the like, he has, like the eighty-one inch arms. Godzilla's got like fucking twenty inch. Like you're just like, no, this isn't. This is not a fair fight at all. On that end. That's that was the only thing. Like it, not only that, the way Ghidorah was just like kind of flapping low. I'm just like, I get where you're going with it. I don't know what the full scene is going to look like, but I'm just not like. That's the only thing I don't like about this trailer. It's just like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be awesome. And they're probably going to roll around and like fight and stuff like that. I'm, you know, that's probably, probably what's going to happen. I don't know. But just that like seeing like everyone, the one everyone's losing their mind over, I'm just like, the inner, the inner nerd of me came out. I like, eh, I don't think so. Like, that's so much. Hold your horses. Let's talk about Mothra. Oof. First things first, we haven't seen the larval form yet. We know the larval form oh, is yeah. somewhere. But the butterfly form, the moth form, the thing that everyone's talking about. The f- it's final metamorphosis caused, in nature. Some ire amongst people. Why? It, Jessica, go ahead. You, 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 you summed up best. Oh, so we all know what Mothra looks like. Mm-hmm. And she's this beautiful... Per- I'm getting water. You're not hearing me. I'm getting water. It's okay. We can stop. So we can no, start. No, keep going. Keep going. Hold on. This is a good pot. This is a good pot. <laughs> no. Go ahead. I'm just gonna leave that out. I'm not gonna edit that out. <laughs> People need to know I'm getting water. Go ahead. <laughs> to show it was podcasted in lifetime. Yeah. So Chris got up to get water, and there's an amazing water filtration system. It's just slightly loud. It sounds like a uh, washing machine that's on its last legs. So yes. <laughs> Uh, Mothra is seen, and many people, because they love her, she's this beautiful, soft, radiant light of protection and warmth, the mm-hmm. angel glow. She is not, when seen, even mm-hmm. for friends who are not really into Godzilla, you sh- they're like, oh, she, or it, because for friends who don't know, there is a love, a trust, a protection, a warmth, mm-hmm. and like seeing an angel. And you understand that, you know, protector of children, everything. It's great. You know, you think of the little Mothra, you think of the little girls and everything's great. Lots of uh, young girls in Japan, that is their favorite kaiju. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so, understandable. Yes. The Mothra now, while beautiful and vibrant in color, Mm -hmm. has these terrifying (laughs) front mantis... Mm -hmm. Leg cloth. Yes. So I love mantises. Actually, I love praying mantises. Mm-hmm. Orchid mantises are one of my favorite. So I understand that. And I understand that it is in upset more in the modern time. And you mm-hmm. want to have something realistic. When you have an actual character in the trailer say, these are all kaiju's monsters fighting for the dominant right place mm-hmm. to be at the top fighting Godzilla. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to see your traditional Mothra fight. You would take a look at her and be like, mm, unless she's got some super Saiyan powers, she's not going to win. Yeah. It's not believable. But it is what we are used to growing up and what mm-hmm. we are conditioned to see. So to see her, she is terrifying. <laughs> could be terrifying in a good way. Could be terrifying in a bad way to you. She's, she's sleek in a fighting way. She is very much. And mm-hmm. kind of reminds us, someone thought... She was a final form of the Mutos. Yeah. Uh, which well, I told them was not, you know. Well, I mean, in this world, I mean, like, it, they are, they're clearly looking to keep, like, a theme between the insectoid monsters. Yes. So, I mean, there, yes. there's going to be, like, they might make some mention that they are, like, you know, they're part, like, similar species kind of thing. Because the Mutos were very much based off uh, Trashla Hawks, which are, uh, I think they're wasps. So, you know, it's, you know, they're in the same kingdom, but they're not the same species. Yeah. So they can, yeah. That, that kind of aesthetic they're trying to keep. Yeah. You know, every kaiju, every design, or every Captain America costume in every film he's in, there's going to be slight redesign. Mm-hmm. You may or may not like it, but enough that when you're into the film, you're like, okay, I can see deviation. Mothra, I believe, was the most, it was hardest it was for people girl, yeah. to accept, mm-hmm. especially in that scene in the trailer Right after, before, or during, you hear her say they're fighting for the yeah. top. And you see her swoop bomb. down, yeah. dive bomb with her front. That is terrifying. Yeah. That is terrifying. She could still also be a favorite kaiju for many people, and that's fine. Yeah. 
but she went from warm and angelic and fuzzy and making me smile as a four-year-old little girl Mm -hmm. to me being terrified many years later at an age where I shouldn't be terrified watching a trailer. You give her a new power, too. She's got what they call the God Rays. Which, like, when she, like, you know, see her wings, like, in that first trailer, like, her... Yes. She has, like, this bioluminescence that she... Yes. And this isn't a spoiler. Michael Daughtry has gone on verbatim about, like, the monster's powers. Like, Rodan, as far as we know, doesn't have any powers. I'm assuming there's some power set in there. But they said Mothra has these god rays, you know, that they... I think Which would make sense. She's yeah. a giant moth. She's going to need god rays. Yeah. And not only that, but uh, I think the mutophile, or the, the monarch files even mentioned it too. Like, it fires like some beam or something like that. It, and which not be out of character for, you watch any of the 90 Mothra stuff, beam battles galore. Like, the Mothra one was just one, it was like watching a Dragon Ball film where it's just like, what new power move are we going to do now? Where it's just like, hey, I've never seen them do that, but all right, I'll go with it. Yeah. And I don't think it's the colors. I don't think it's the size or width of her thorax. I believe it is the front. It's the mandible throwing everywhere. Yeah. It's the the claws. Which I'm assuming that, you know, when she's fighting Ghidorah and stuff like that, like, you you need something for that. Uh, You just need something that's going to make sense. Like, it would seem like. On a power level. On a power level, legit, danger wise. So, I mean, that's the thing. We don't know if they're all teaming up. We don't know if they're going to fight amongst each other. Like, that's that's the wonderment of it all. We know that these guys and Lingita are going to fight each other. We don't know how the rest is going to go out. We also don't know who the other two mystery monsters are in the trailer. Was there... Now, I've seen it. I've rewatched it multiple times. Most recently, mm-hmm. obviously on the laptop, but on a much bigger scale mm-hmm. trailer before Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. I thought I saw Ibraya... I thought, which I apologize if I'm mm-hmm. mispronouncing, I pronounced it the way I did as a child. And mm-hmm. I also thought I saw another one. You did. So there are two in the trailer. Uh, Michael Daughtry, he stayed on the uh, another podcast with Mick Harris. He's like, and I designed two other monsters that... Looks like spider legs. Yes, it looks like... Yes. Coming out of the oil field. And then there's that mountain just like moving. Right, okay. We don't know what the hell they are. They could be brand new characters created for the movies, which most likely are. There are people like, oh, it's this character, that character. And it's like, "Mm, I think this might be something new. Not only that, but I also think we're overlooking that the post-credit scene's most likely going to have Kong in there somewhere, too. So there's going to be a lot of monsters definitely in this film. And, the, and the, you know, that's, I don't want to know what the hell those things are until I actually watch that. Because, again, they could just be like little throwaway scenes. But those right. are the fun things. Those are the little like, oh, I hope they will make a toy of that. Whatever the hell they are. Right. Speaking right. Of, speaking of toys, spoilers. Wait, I want to talk about this real quick. Um, so I'm, I'm, that's legitimate spoilers. If you don't want to hear anything, zip for about five minutes. And we'll come back to it. Uh, Jack Specific... Because Toy Fair is coming up in two weeks. Really, they're they they're doing their license again. They put out that giant like baby sized Godzilla that came out, you know, with the 2014 movie. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to do more. They're doing what I call the kids' toys, like the plastic you can give to a five year old. They're not going to break, and they can play around. There's not a lot of detail put into them, but they gave away what some people were calling a spoiler. Which, if you pay attention to the trailer, they kind of show a scene of it. So, Godzilla has a very familiar form in the film. Yes. Which is being used as a power-up, which is possibly, which is genius. So, they gave us a burning Godzilla form, which I, I saw and I'm just like, I, there's no greater... I'm living in the best of times right now. Like, yes. They're taking elements from the films. That I, I love when they, they dive deep into, um, into lore and use it for, for different ways. One of the things we'll talk about in the anime movies is um, that, you know, it's like Burning Godzilla. That's a power form. That's like his Super Saiyan form, possibly. Yeah. I'm just like, but oh, like, I, I can die. I can die happy. I can die wonderfully happy knowing that I see this, that I'm going to be able to see this stuff. I don't know how many more toys, but if suddenly by some miracle I get a Kumonga, mm-hmm. then I know my eyes weren't playing tricks while watching <laughs> that trailer. It. I wouldn't put it past that. I wouldn't put it past it. We it's saw giant spiders on Kong Skull Island, yes. which I no, was I very excited mm-hmm. about, but mm-hmm. is not the same, and I again, would assume. My only, so my, my only absolute complaint with that film, there didn't seem to be 
enough monsters on Skull Island. It seemed like there's oh a few yeah 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 okay. There could have been more. Like the giant spider was cool, but it's like I wanted to see Kong. I wanted to see more biodiversity on that besides big yaks and the uh, the skull crawlers and a few insects. Like I wanted to see some other weird stuff, which I got a feeling we probably will see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's for later. But just the way the legendary is going. There actually was, a, I think there was an article written on Screenwriter or something about this, how Legendary is getting the shared universe thing done right, where everyone else has failed. And they put it as using, they, 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 they borrowed, they, they stole the, the shield, you know, connection from Marvel. Yeah. Creative honor, <laughs> but everything kind of stands on its own. They keep some consistency in the timelines, they keep consistency amongst each other, but they get to all tell their own individual stories. And, you know, everything's seen through the eyes of Monarch agents. And the way that these this movie's going, and what I can only assume Kong versus Godzilla's going to look like, it's 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 a magical time. Like, one I never, ever expected to see. Much like I never thought I would ever see an Ant-Man movie. And now, not only exactly. that, it's done so damn well. I never thought I would see Godzilla movies done in this way either. And we got to see also Goliath. Oh, yes. Oh, so much. So good. The, look, the fact that we got an Aquaman movie. I went and watched it again the other day. That's good. I loved Aquaman so much that they just they they went so hard into some of the more weird aspects of Aquaman and they played it straight. I like again the thing I was most excited about was seeing Black Manta, the goofiest character on the face of the earth, and how badass he was. Like that giant helmet and him blasting her. Like I'm just like I'm sitting there watching. I brought my 90 year old grandmother to see it, and she's just like, "Oh my god, what's going?" I'm like, "Yes, this is why this movie is." Is, is the, it's the reason why I made a billion dollars. That in shirtless Jason Momoa walking around everywhere. I, I did count. Like, he's shirtless in about 75% of the series. <laughs> and why not? The guy's cut. You would, you would, he's going to be 80 one day. He's going to look like, he's like, I look like a god at one point. And not only that, in my 40s, too. I look awesome. <laughs> yes. And even then has one of the greatest, it is, with Aquaman, I did like the film. There's obviously cheesiness to it. Other things, I love so many aspects of it. Some mm. things did make me roll my eyes, strange choice of music, but I will never. I was just telling my friend, I believe it had what my little fangirl eyes have seen, the greatest battle I have ever witnessed in sky, mm-hmm. that included you, Star Wars, mm. which I do love, on land, on earth, in hell. Giant crabs. Crab people. Fighting made me so excited. Again, I guess I love Ebra. I guess I love crustaceans and arthropods. But that was amazing. That actually, I was so excited. That, that, fine, that third act, once he, once, when he comes back and they get into that battle scene. But not only that, you know, you know what the, the greatest thing about that movie was? I walked out of there with the first time I watched it. The, Made me the happiest person on the face of the earth. The fact that Orm's face mask moved with his expressions. The second, yes, he, the second he scowled, I went, Hee-hee-hee! like I'm just like it's moving, it's moving with it. Like that's all I ever asked. Yep. It was like when I saw Spider-Man's eyes adjust in the Civil War. Yes. Trailer. I was just like that's that's all I ever wanted. That's yep. They tried to Rorschach it. Yes. And I was like, they they did it and oh. molded to his and face. Even, and it was a throwaway thing too. The fact that his face is more like, uh, like <laughs> I just I had that moment. I'm like, oh, I, I, I could cry. I could cry at that. The fact that his face mask is moving. I'm like, oh my god. Like I love this film so much. It's so great. Uh, all right. Well, we got on verbatim. That's all the news that's fit to rake for this episode. We caught up. Thanks for kind of putting up with our weird schedule for the last year. We're going back to a normal schedule. Much more, you know, a co- much more a cohesive episode. Much more than one every four months. So, um, in fact, stay tuned because Jessica and I are going to review the anime movies in the next episode you're going to hear after this one. So, uh, that'll wrap it up. Jessica, where can the people find more of... Ooh, the Kaiju Kingdom podcast is on iTunes. Mm -hmm. We also are really active on our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. And for, you know, those are definitely our two most active places where you could listen to us Mm -hmm. and also where you could uh, find news, 
things that are not covered in the podcast, just day to day news mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, you can also find us hopefully at other future conventions as well. Mm-hmm. And we also have our wonderful email, which is the Kaiju Kingdom podcast at gmail.com. So that's where you can find us. And to follow up, I want to thank everybody that uh, entered the giveaway, the Christmas giveaway, the Kaiju Christmas that we did. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you guys, as far as I know, everyone got everything. So I hope you guys all enjoy. I have more stuff. So maybe we'll do something for the summer too. Yeah, that'd yeah, be great. So we'll do it again, but, uh, Maybe quarterly, make it a seasonal thing. Maybe maybe a little something, yeah. And then again, if you like, you guys like what you hear, please tell a friend, tell uh, tell a loved one, tell whoever. Like spread the good word, Um, because hey, you know we want we want to grow. We've been around for five years now. We you know we love seeing every the new people every every year when we're at Comic Con. But you know, and again, I tell everyone, you like it. The best thing you can do for us is. Pass them along. So. Yes, we thank you, and we always know that more the merrier. Exactly. All right, for that edition, that'll do it for this edition. I'd like it's been so long, I've, I've, I've lost my. It's like riding a bike; you kind of forget every once in a while. All right, so that will do it for this edition of the Catch Your Kingdom podcast for myself and Jessica. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.